Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello, everyone. We are so excited you are here today. Welcome back. Welcome back to Podbean Storytelling Podcast Week. My name is Norma Jean Belenke. I'm the head of events here at Podbean, and we have an incredible panel for you today. I'm going to read our brief intro, and then we will hand it off. Welcome back, everyone, to Podbean Storytelling Podcast Week and Podcasting Smarter Live Series. This is our live event for February, celebrating Black voices in podcasting a live panel discussion on podcasting, business, and storytelling. Hosted by Deneen L. Garrett of the podcast, An Intimate Conversation with Women of Color, and featuring Danielle Desir-Corbett, founder of the Thought Card Podcast, and the new WOC Podcasters, the podcast, Reginald Howard of the Black Mental Health Podcast, and Jazz Williams, founder of Jazzcast Pros Podcast Network, and host at WDKX-FM. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Storytelling Podcast Week and Podbean has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and storytellers from scripted fiction and nonfiction podcasts from across our world and our imaginations. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. Podcasting Smarter and Storytelling Podcast Week are brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 640,000 podcasts. To start your podcast today, head over to podbean.com. And now we'll jump in and hand it over to Deneen. Hello. Hello, and thank you so much, Norma. And thank you, Danielle, Reg, and Jazzy T for being here today. Norma Jean gave us a brief introduction, um, our names and our um, podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and, and get into, you know, the good stuff. So I would like to hear from each of you. Please share a story behind your podcast and what inspired you to start your podcasting journey. And we're going to have Reg kick us off. Again, thank you for having me. Um, it's uh, good to have these type of conversations. Anytime I have to have them on a platform like this, I'm always, you know, happy to have them. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. For me, my podcast started out on my own personal journey. Um, I was curious about the mental health space but it didn't look like me at the time that I started in 2018. And so uh, my story came from my I'm a multiple suicide attempt survivor. And I just wanted to share uh, my story with others while also getting the stories from other people, because I know I don't share everyone's um, experience. And so it started off as like a personal journey of like recovery or lived experience. And, and then it molded into giving others the opportunity and voice and platform to share their stories because there's somebody on the other end in, their, in those headphones, speakers or whatever that needs to resonate with those stories as well. So that's how our minds came about. Thank you so much, Reg. And um, I'm glad that um, you are a survivor and that you're here to share your uh, story with everyone who is listening or watching. Jazz, what about you? Well, hi, thank you so much for having me on this amazing panel. I actually am a veteran radio broadcaster for over 20 years, and I had the opportunity to create a platform to identify and amplify Black voices and also women entrepreneur. And that started in 2021 with Beauty Boss Millionaire with Felicia Fercasi. She is a self-made millionaire with a franchised business, and she wanted to be able to help 
other people like herself, uh, single women, to be able to take something that they love and make a profit out of it. And so I just used my experience in radio production and broadcasting to coach her into being a great podcast host. And that just led to other opportunities to work with people such as Kelly Marie. She is the host of Healthy Illness Podcast. She too is a survivor and she lives with several mental health conditions. And she really uses her podcast as a platform to be able to tell people, hey, I made it, you can make it too. And those are just a couple of the people that I've been able to work with. And for me, I've always been a producer at heart. And even though I had uh, the mic in front of me for so many years with podcasting, I just feel that this is a great opportunity to give other people um, and amplify their voices and give them that platform to do what I've been able to enjoy for over 20 years now. Yeah. And so I found out about Jazz that she's from the D. So for yeah. those that don't know, that's Detroit. And I, I still live here. So that was so exciting to find that out. So, hey. <laughs> hey, what up, though? I know, right? <laughs> what up, though? All right, Danielle. Yes. Hi, everyone. Super thrilled to be here and join this really important discussion that we're having today. I am a podcast marketing coach. Coach. I am also the host of the Thought Card Podcast, an affordable luxury and personal finance podcast. I started podcasting in 2018, uh, but before that, I've been blogging since 2015. So I've been in the content creation space for over seven years now. And I started the podcast as a way for me to connect with other financially savvy travelers, which is what I call ourselves, uh, my audience and my tribe, really to learn their stories. I actually was able to quit my job just from being able to get inspiration and and tap the shoulders of so many people who had done it before. So it was a very inspiring tool for me to get there. And honestly, it just helped me to build my thought leadership and authority in my niche, in podcasting as well. It, it made me visible and for me to start to build these intimate relationships with people week after week after week with my content. Um, so I say podcasting changed my life. It, it's allowing me to live this more freedom, location-independent lifestyle. And I'm super excited for what else it brings along the journey. Yeah. And so I definitely want to um, just highlight Danielle because she happens to be my podcast coach um, and I share that journey on my podcast. So um, I have a podcast, as uh, Norma Jean mentioned, an intimate conversation with women of color. Um, I kind of tweaked the name. So it's women of color, an intimate conversation. If you're searching when you're searching for that, my story is I like to say from panel to podcast. So it started as a panel for a corporate event, and I decided in 2020 to level up, turn it into a podcast, and, and the rest is history, you will. So let's go ahead and, and get into these questions. So Danielle, this one is for you, and of course, anyone else can chime in as well. But how have you utilized your podcasting expertise to further your show, business as a podcast service provider, or your mission? Yeah, I kind of teased this out a little bit, but uh, through my podcast, I was able to generate income. About 40% of my income actually comes through podcasting, podcast sponsorships. So my podcast has become the business. So that's one of the um, results 
from podcasting. Um, also be able to just network with other people who are in the same space as me is very in- inspiring, encouraging. People have actually uh, pursued me for freelance writing because they listen to my show. And I just so happened to mention I freelance write. So uh, writing opportunities has come as a result of podcasting. Um, also creating women of color podcasters came from being entrenched in the podcasting industry, uh, trying to understand and learn, um, helping folks and, and which spiraled into also coaching as well. So being able to take all of these skills that I've learned and developed on my personal show, now being able to help and teach more people how to do that. So again, a lot of opportunities has come through it. Um, but it started as a hobby and it started as something fun, but it has transformed into a lifestyle um, and something I can credit my income to as well. That's awesome. And and that's another reason why I follow you as a voice. I look at you as a podcast voice. Um, when I launched in 2020, of course, you know, there was information overload and I didn't want to get overwhelmed. And so I came across you and I decided shutting everybody else down. I'm only going to listen to Danielle and whatever content she produces and so here we are, you know, three years later, and we're having a one-on-one relationship because you walk the talk, you demonstrate it, um, that you are definitely an expertise in this particular field. So I thank you for that. Jazz, I know you wanted to chime in on this as well. So when I was first approached in 2021 to produce the very first podcast, uh, Beauty Boss Millionaire, honestly, I did not know much about podcasting at all. I wasn't even a podcast listener. I am a broadcaster. And so what I did is really just find the best people to, you know, that have been doing it, that have been able to monetize. And then I compared that to my experience in uh, broadcasting. So one of the um, one of the podcasts that I really was listening to as I was getting to know this whole space is called Grow the Show. And Kevin and I actually met down at Podcast Movement and we started having this conversation. He's like, okay, you've been in broadcasting. You've been on the radio for 20 years. He's like, I've never been on the radio. He's like, but I realized that as podcasters, we do kind of look to broadcast as maybe what we should do in podcasting. And we ended up doing a whole episode about why you should should not do that because it is a different learning experience for the listener, right? So it's an intimate conversation rather than, you know, a more broad, you know, topic, broad uh, listenership uh, with broadcasting. And I'm not going to go through all the differences, but what I was able to do is take some of the best practices as far as like how you should speak, how you enunciate, how you address one person. This is one of the things that's similar in podcasting and broadcasting. You want to have your your target audience avatar. You want to have the that one person you can pitch it in your picture in your mind instead of saying, you know, y'all and you guys and this and that, you want to speak to that one person. And so I was able to grow, you know, my knowledge in what makes a good podcaster really, really uh, get into studying why people are successful in podcasting and the editing and production skills, which I've employed my whole entire life. And I made that into a business. So with Jazzcast Pros, we primarily focus on the post-production aspect of it. And my tagline is, you know, just hit record and we'll take care of the rest. And so I find that removes a lot of barriers for people who want a podcast and have a message to get out there, but they don't know how to set up an RSS feed. They don't know how to edit. They don't know how to get themselves listed on Apple and, and Podbean and all the rest of the directories. And so 
since I've been able to really hone in on that expertise, that's something that I can offer. And it has turned into a business. I'm officially LLC for the past year now, and we're moving into getting minority women certified and to be able to open up those bigger contracts. That's awesome. Congratulations on your LLC and also getting into uh, moving towards the certification. So, Danielle, I know you wanted to chime. You're welcome. I know you wanted to chime in on this next question. Um, And you've already kind of mentioned a couple of things that I'm sure you're proud of. One being turning your hobby into a business and the other um, quitting your full time job and doing this as full time. What other achievements are you most proud of as a podcaster? I think at the end of the day, it's finding my voice. I mean, I love money. I love the income potential. If anyone follows me, I'm all about financial independence. And I wanted to say that answer, but I'm going to, I'm going to move past that. Um, But I've found my voice this year in particular, last, the last 365 days in particular, I had a baby and I had to step back and I wanted to step back from interviews and this allowed me to really stand on my content. I said I wanted to start a podcast to be seen as a thought leader, but I was always relying on interviews and like, you know, all of these like collaborations, which is wonderful. And there's a time and place for that. But now I'm so dialed in on my interest. I also feel like my audience is as well. They're there with me through the ups and the downs. And I can start and end and hold a conversation for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something that even though I was podcasting for almost four years, I hadn't really mastered. So finding my voice, I'm very, very proud of finding my voice. Um, I'm also proud of the fact that I have figured out a way to partner with brands and develop these sponsorships in a way that it feels good to me also serves my audience and also serves my client, which is the brand. Um, I think a lot of times you kind of feel like one of the three elements and people in this situation has to suffer. And that is not absolutely not true. But again, it's through finding my voice. Again, it's through trying and experimenting. I've been able to just feel more confident and uh, take my show to new heights. So I appreciate that that one year of space to experiment and, and try new things and I think I'm a better podcaster and storyteller for it as a result. And you know what? It's all a journey, right? You know, for me, when I first launched, I said I was going to do one episode a month and I was planning, you know, initially um, I was thinking of as solo and I ended up doing guests um, and I did one uh, episode a week. I was so proud of myself for that. Right. And I did that for like over two years. And what's funny is, you know, just recently um, you and I even talked about this, about me using and finding my voice and um, going ahead and doing more solo episodes. And I have, and I have seen, as a matter of fact, my number one episode right now is a solo episode. So I'm proud of that. As a matter of fact, my top two of my top three are solo episodes. So that makes me feel good because I felt the fear and did it anyway. Um, So I'm proud of that. And I'm also proud of leaning into SEO and seeing a difference there um, and and knowing that that SEO can take away the work. Right. So can take away from doing all of the, you know, posting on social media like, hey, I have this episode. Check it out. You know, the SEO takes away from that. So I'm proud of both things. Right. Finding my voice, which is funny because my podcast is about elevating the voices of women of color, but finding my solo voice as well as leaning into 
SEO to go ahead and to grow and and um, find people without actually having to go out and look for them. Reg, you know, you, you talked about your experience and what got you into um, podcasting. I'm sure you have a uh, an achievement moment that you're proud of as well. Uh, yeah, and you all are doing amazing with like some of the answers. So hopefully, I can give some eloquent as, uh, answers as you all. Um, but honestly, one of the most proud. So again, again, having major, uh, been featured in newspapers and and articles and things of that nature, media attention. But honestly, the past year, and I'm trying to find a way. So I know uh, one of the things I was going to say is that I'm rebranding my podcast and myself because of some of the things you all mentioned. But I didn't realize the impact and the reach of my podcast. And when I say that, I mean, I've get it, I've gotten because people uh, have seen and searched and Google like Joe, Brothers in Joe, writing me and saying, hey, your help, your podcast is helping me while I'm in jail. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even known that people that are incarcerated brothers and um, individuals that are returning citizens or whatever the case may be, were able to listen to podcasts. And so when I'm getting letters in the mail um, to my organization and letters of people telling me the people that I'm bringing on and their stories and how they resonate with this and that, it has been the most accomplished filled thing in the world. Like it has, it's a, a warm heart because sometimes you get in those dog days of it being like, just redundant and then you're like all right am i doing am i reaching and should i be reaching for this amount of listeners and so on and so forth but literally being able to reach somebody that all they can do is listen and redefine their mind and re and finding their voice and what they're going to do when they return um back into society i think that's the most blessing uh and fulfillment accomplishment if i don't do anything else in the world just knowing that i was able to reach brothers that some people can't reach. And that's when they're one-on-one by themselves and they have you in their ear and that that they they value me as a voice. Been the most uh, appreciated thing in the world. Absolutely. And definitely worth celebrating. Um, So make, you know, that's what this podcast, what we're doing this episode, this celebration, celebrating our um, Black voices. And that's definitely something to celebrate. So know that, right? Know that. So Jazz, what has podcasting enabled you to share, create, or discover from other creators as it's a medium with less barriers to entry than traditional media? And I know you have a lot of input on that based on your background. Yeah, so it is so liberating. It is so empowering. It is like someone just opened up the gates and just let me run in the green pastures, right? being as I've been on the radio with FCC regulations for my entire career, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know, cuss words that you can't say, you know, there are certain um, agendas that mainstream media is supposed to follow. Right. And especially during the pandemic, I was personally struggling with a lot of that. Right. You're supposed to tell people that this is the only way when I actually had some other thoughts about some other things. And you couldn't speak on that on the radio or else you could possibly get fired. Right. (laughs) Because you're not just representing yourself, you're representing an entire corporation. And so with podcasting, you know, as a listener, I was able to feel like, okay, I have 
a tribe. I have a community. I have other people that, you know, are thinking like me and I'm not just crazy because if you turn on the TV and you turn on mainstream radio, you hear a certain way, right? Mostly white male dominated, you know, perspectives. And with podcasting, you get a chance to dial in. Like there is literally a podcast for everybody. So as a producer, what I've been able to do is encourage uh, my clients, which are the podcast hosts, to speak their truth, to be radically transparent in their story and to realize that there is no wrong approach to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Your opinion matters, your experience matters. And there is going to be somebody else out there who can resonate with that. And to also realize that if it doesn't resonate with that person, you're not going to get in trouble. They're just going to turn you off and move on to someone that they do resonate with. And so I think that is just one of the most amazing things. And I was looking at um, some Edison research they just put out about uh, Black podcasters. And one of the number one things that they were talking about, they said 46% of podcast listeners would prefer to listen to a Black host who offers a perspective that's not found on traditional media. And so for me, you know, knowing such amazing human beings, you know, that don't have a broadcast background and being able to say, look, here is a platform and I'm going to do everything I can to, you know, get this message out there so that you can share your truth and be a different perspective. It just means the world to me. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, you know, and being like you said, you don't have all those regulations. And I tell people, I'm like a podcast is your opportunity to tell your story the way that you want. Right. It's yours. You can do whatever you want. with it. So yes. uh, big change. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a big for you. So, Reg, you've already talked about like a small community. Um, and and I want to kind of, you know, get into this with you. Um, and you mentioned men reaching out to you from prison. Um, I'm sure you're hearing from other, you know, men as well, other black men. Um, but what role have you found community plays in podcasting, both as a black podcaster and creator and within the industry as a whole? I guess it goes back to my fellow panelists, panelists that just spoke, uh, Jazz, when just the regulations and all of those different things. Mind you, I haven't been in the broadcast industry, so I don't even know the regulations. So it's it's a, a ability to shape something and to have a community that you didn't know exist. And so before, and I know the internet has helped with that, but even with podcasts and having these certain type of conversations, you know people out there you don't feel alone with, and, and, and you know that there's somebody that kind of resonates you. But now podcasting allows for the ability to people to gravitate towards you. Your, your community comes to you now. You put out a message and now your community gravitates to you and you can have these conversations. They can refer back to episodes. They can refer back to, man, I, I was going through this in this situation. And now they can tell me uh, something that I didn't even realize. And it, it is a really personal development part to that. But also uh, sometimes, I guess, because we're spread out and we can talk about the black history of like segregation and all those different things, we have now made the community a little bit more tighter as as much as it being spread out. We all, before we got on here, talked about where we were located at. And now we are a little bit closer. And now I'm tuned into everything that y'all all have going on. I think community is such a great part. Y'all put me onto an event that I didn't even know about and I should have known about, but now the community this world has brought us together more and more um, with podcasts. And I think it's going to continue to do the same because it um, going back to the former question about it not having as much regulation as before. 
Yeah. And you know what? And that's key, what you just mentioned as far as what, you know, Danielle and I were talking about and, and Norma Jean, what we were talking about earlier, um, an event. Same thing that happened a few weeks ago. I was at um, an event and I was telling people about WOC podcasters. I was telling them about Black um, Podcasters Association and the BIPOC community. There are so many different. And, and, you know, of course, when you're by yourself, you're thinking you're alone. You're thinking like you're out on this island. There's nobody else. But then when you get with other people, you start having conversations and you find out, oh, my God, there's lots of us that are out here on our own separate places. But when we connect with these various communities, that brings us together. And so that's what it, it takes. Right. We have to get out. We have to go to these places, connect with other people go on, do those searches. And when we run across something, support that because it's not as many of us, right? It's, it's not as many of us out there as the majority. So when we do have one or two or three, we all need to support that, right? So that they can grow and get bigger. And then we have more and we create our own. Now, um, Danielle, did you want to chime in on, in on that a little bit? Sure. So as a founder of a community, I 100% like attribute to my success to having folks cheering me on, being there to answer my questions, me being a resource to them. There is so much magic that happens when you're not operating in a silo, being able to tap into resources, being able to tap into funding opportunities, knowing what you don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know, but being part of a community really does help to grow and develop you as a podcaster because long are the days where podcasting is simply just you speaking into a microphone and that's it. That's over. Like there's so much that's involved from, you know, producing and scripting and marketing and promotion and community building and monetization. There's so many aspects. Um, and depending on what you're focusing on, it's easy to dial in when you have and are part of a community and there are plenty of them out there. Absolutely. And so what, what we do when we talk about them is we're doing something that's called signal boosting. So I don't know if any of you are familiar with that, Reg, you might because someone from your town, um, actually, I learned it from her. So I don't know if you know Amber Heights. So Amber used to work for the mayor um, a few years ago. And she, you, yes, great. Okay. So Amber was a part of, and I think this was the the first time they created this, but she was part of the LGBTQ plus um, office. And I think it was a new, newly formed um, office. Amber is the reason that they added the black and the brown uh, stripes to the rainbow flag for the LGBTQ plus community. She had that created for something that was going on in Philadelphia and it went viral. And so, you know, a lot of you, if you see that, you'll see that the flag now incorporates black and, and brown. And again, that's from Amber. But anyway, the event that I mentioned where I created the panel, it was an LGBTQ plus workplace event. And I was uh, Amber was a speaker and she talked about signal boosting. And basically what that is, is it's it's really co-signing what somebody else says. And it, it's it's kind of like four white spaces, right? Because our voices often are not heard. When we speak up, they don't necessarily hear us. Right. So it takes someone else to say, oh, well, did you just hear what um, Danielle said? 
Or, you know, I love what Jazz said, her perspective, Reg's perspective, et cetera, so that when that person is doing that, they're actually signal boosting. And that's what we need to do with this community, right? With the podcasting community, with the Black podcasting community, with the BIPOC. When we have opportunities that Podbean has given us, taking advantage of all of that and amplifying it, right? Making sure that people know, hey, this thing exists. Listen to it, share it, support it. Right. So that we get more opportunities. And those opportunities are not just in February for Black History Month. Right. That people are tapping and wanting to hear from us in May. They're wanting to hear from us in November. But it takes us to support one another to get there. So, Jazz, as the podcasting industry is growing at an exponential pace, how would you like to see Black voices and perspectives uplifted and featured? Well, I think that that question flows perfectly with your last statement. And what I was thinking is, you know, you want to be able to amplify the voices or signal boosting. And for me, I felt the best way that I could be um, a help to other Black podcasters is to create the network. And I just wanted to shout out to Podbean for having the opportunity to create a network page on Podbean. Um, not only does it help me to be able to organize, you know, all of the shows, but it also has a feature where, let's say, for instance, you know, Reg and Danielle, if you wanted to join the network, it's as simple as sharing your RSS with me. And then you will also appear on the same page. And so I think that, you know, I'm doing it on my little small scale here. You know, we're hoping to have 10 shows by the end of the year, but also I'm looking at Ebony Studios is a new division of Ebony Magazine, for instance. And I know that they're, you know, they're into audio content. That's one of their, their things. And so I'm making those relationships with um, Urban One, just launched a podcast network just a couple of days ago. And I think that it's, important for us to link arms with other people that are in this space, you know, Black podcasters, but also using that as a way to get even further. So now we can come in, if we're linked arms, you know, myself and Deneen and Reggie and, and Danielle, and we're with Urban One, and then we all go up to Spotify and say, look, we need some real estate. <laughs> on that main page. Or we, we we link up with uh, Norma Jean from Podbeam and say, hey, this is how it, it's easier for our people to find our podcast if you list it in such a way. Or just doing something in the way of newsletters because one of the hardest things to do is other than word of mouth, if somebody physically will tell me about a particular podcast, it's hard for me to find the subject matter as well as a black host. I can find the subject matter all day, but the black host is usually somewhere down there. And you have to just do, 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 keep scrolling until you try to find something. So I think discoverability, visibility, absolutely necessary. And as these numbers, you know, become more mainstream, and it is a simple fact that black podcast listeners are outpacing the general podcast population Advertisers have to pay attention to that and industry executives as a whole have to pay attention to that. We're coming. Our voices matter. And so go ahead and give us that little boost and let us get discovered. Jeez. <laughs> can, can I add to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for one, Jazz, I'm looking for a network because I've been doing this independent grind and I'm ready to find. So if you, we can connect in that way, I'm, I'm trying to look for a network for one. 
Um, the second part is to to kind of embellish on Jazz's point, uh, and the the only uh, visual representation I have of that is when uh, the overseas people. I'm trying to say this politically correct. When America was discovered, let's say that. And once you discover it, they were able to capture up the land and opportunity or take the land and opportunity that was available to them. And so they have a 400 year head start. Podcasting is such a new industry, still new. It's relatively, you know, fresh around here, but it's still new. And we need to be in those positions where we are the ones grabbing up the real estate, basically. And so what's happening with music, for example, is all the record labels are just buying the Spotify's, the Apple's, and they got the investment. So it's the same industry just shifting into another category. And so with podcasting now, like Jazz said, she's using her broadcast experience and coming into podcasting. But these people or these industries that got the bigger budgets, the bigger networks, they're just going to buy. And we're just going to have the same thing of another industry with the same people and the same face. And so luckily we got some individuals that are, you know, already here shaping it. But I'm worried that um, industries that have bigger uh, budgets and bigger influence and bigger networks and bigger connections is going to come do the same thing they did to industries before us. And then we'll get left out again in the next market. So I just wanted to add that space to it because I know that it, it's a very this one that's that's plagues in the back of my mind. You know what? That That's a um, very good point, Reg. And Jazz, did you have any um, response to that? Danielle, do you have any insight on, you know, if or when that happens, how we still, you know, stand alone or how we survive it or and not even just survive, but how we thrive in that environment? I think it's really interesting to see over the last couple of years how you have these large corporations who were commissioning shows and buying networks and then closing down shop. Okay. And the re- we have to think about like, what's the reason why that they're not investing in certain different types of programs and things like that. Um, but as an indie creator, I think they're like you mentioned, Raj, um, that there's just so much opportunity in podcasting, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And especially if you're a one person show, thinking about sustainability is, I think, an issue that a lot of folks, especially in the Black and BIPOC communities, have to think about. There is expenses related to podcasting that we often don't talk about, but it's there. We all know it, right? It, 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 co- it does cost something. Um, and just the amount of effort and work that it takes to continuously hit publish and produce your show are are things that challenge sustainability. But Edison Research coming out this year, they, they pretty much shared a little bit of a snippet. And I was like, yep, yep. Everything they said in that report, I said... Yeah, we've been on that. Like we've been doing that. And we, I think as Black podcasters, we know the influence and the impact that we have. But having this in data form and having being able to send a link off to a potential partner, like, hey, listen, here is why there's data that stands behind um, the reason to invest in us is really, really powerful. This is one of the things, and I'm going to get off my soapbox because I can get really um, excited about this, but. Data is one of the things I think is so important to turn the page. And I do see the lack of data for like spaces like women of color podcasters. Like there's no data around the listenership or um, 
podcast in general, but let's use the data that we do have, right? This report that's coming out, how can we leverage it, amplify it, and make sure that podcasters are empowered and know just how powerful you are and how you're spearheading like an entire, entire, entire medium, which is so exciting. Okay, rant done. No, you know what, that the data, the data is extremely important, right? Which I'm starting to lean into, right? As Danielle knows, like I switched from um, a um, host to a different host because I wanted more data. Um, and it's blowing my mind again, it's the SEO and it's all of that, that um, I'm leaning into and I know it's making a difference, but it's blowing my mind. And I was, um, mentoring two people earlier today, two uh, podcasters. And I happened to mention like, yeah, you know, my one podcast or one episode reached a certain number. And then I'm at this particular number versus the other podcast when I was, it took me two plus years to get just a little bit further than where I am today in just three months. And they were like impressed. And me, I mean, I don't know if that's really a good number, like in comparison to someone else, but it's a good number for me when I look at, again, I was doing something for almost three years and I only had like 5,000 plays. Well, now, now with this new, it's been three months, under three months, and I'm already almost at 4,000. And so just seeing that is huge to me, right? And so leaning into the data, being able to go to someone, because folks always want, they want numbers. Like a lot of people, they don't even understand numbers, but they just know it because that's what people want to ask for, right? (laughs) So uh, it is very important. And so I am starting to lean into that. So Jazz, what exciting plans and projects do you have in store for your podcast in the near future? Oh, so. I am, I'm using my affirmation words, I am building a production studio, which will also feature screening rooms. It will also have writer's lounges, a marketing division, right? So we can have graphic designers. And of course, we'll have editing bays. One of my... um, the favorite attributes when I worked for a post-production house in California, it was formerly Craig Murray Productions. Now it's known as Motion. But one thing I took away and I said I was going to make this a part of my own company is just having a kitchen that's just full of snacks and food and smoothies and everything that you could possibly have. Because as an editor, you lose track of time, right? You can be sitting there for 18 hours and barely know it, right? So I just want my editors to be comfortable. And I want it to be a place where people are inspired, whether you're in the network or not, you'll have that community. And I'm building it in Detroit. Oh, yay! <laughs> you know, I was going to say, girl, if you don't build this in Buffalo, because ain't nobody nope. trying to come Oh, Buffalo. Nope. <laughs> well, I'm going to have Buffalo, Rochester people. We'll, we'll all be uh, competing in Detroit. I want to have jazz okay. cast conventions. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's, that's what I'm going, that's what I'm going to do um, in the shorter term, as I already mentioned, just linking arms with some of these other studios and just continuing, you know, on the, the, the pitch, you know, I don't know if it's going to land me on shark tank, but um, I'm definitely going to start doing some major pitching and I've already started to apply for, uh, some grants as well. That's awesome. And make sure we all stay connected, right? Because here, you know, let us support one another. Um, and that's Reg already mentioned he's going to reach out to you, but make sure that the four of us are, you know, staying connected and and just supporting what one another is doing. And when you do uh, build that studio here in the D, please have sweet Maui onion uh, chips. 
Okay. <laughs> right there. <laughs> I love those chips. And the only place that I've been finding them lately is at the airport. So when I go to the airport, I go into the, yeah, I go into one of the stores and I get so excited when I see the chips and I'm like, oh my God, you know, they don't really care, but um, I'm excited. <laughs> That's how I am with Fago. Like here, you're hard pressed to find a, a red pop. So when I come home, I'm like, give me the rock and rye. Give me all of this stuff. <laughs> like, uh, yes. you know, pop is not good for you. But just the simple fact that it's available in Detroit and it's not available here just makes me want it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so Reg, because I'm sure you might be kind of confused right now by her saying pop. And I'm saying this from experience I had in Philadelphia. She's talking about Coke, Pepsi. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I got family in New York and, and family in Detroit. I kind of, I kind of get okay. it from that. <laughs> Soda pop. Yeah, I had an experience. I went into a store in Philadelphia and I asked for, where's the section for pop? It was like a market or whatever. I don't know why they didn't have drinks. And I said, hey, where's the pop? So they sent me next door. And I think I said can pop or whatever. They sent me next door. And and then I said, no, Pepsi. I had to be specific about what I wanted. So yeah. Yeah, get a soda. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Okay, Reg, what mm-hmm. podcast do you listen to that bring joy and inspiration to your life? Um, it's a lot. I, I've been a fan, again, from podcasts in 2017 that inspired me to start in 2018. So I've been listening to a bunch. Um, and so I, it changed uh, over the years. So it started off as like, uh, so I started and got my inspiration from Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Um, then it went to like a Joe Button podcast. Then it went to Eric Thomas's uh, Secret yeah. to Success, and now I'm on. I think his name is Jay, not Jay Shetty. Uh, he's very popular with. Um, I think he's from India, uh, but he's in the personal development space, and he's one of the most oh, popular yeah. ones. But I can't, I can't think remember of his name either. But I can see his face though. Really yeah, cute guy. Yeah, and I, 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 I love how he uh, talks about questions. I'm gonna get his name before it's over because. I love the way he attacks questions and the way he creates space for individuals. Oh, and Joe Rogan podcast. That was another one. I love Joe Rogan podcast that he actually inspired me to rebrand my podcast and, and think more deeply about how I'm um, talking and having certain conversations. So there's a few of them that I, I listen to. I'm a pi- podcast connoisseur. <laughs> okay. Okay. So for me, I my three favorite uh, podcasters and, and, and listening to them, they were my inspiration to get started as well. Um, but Minda Hartz, um, Simone Morris, who's also in Connecticut, by the way, Danielle, and um, Stephen um, A. Hart. And I'm, you know, happy and blessed to say I've had all three on my show. Even those, you know, conversations with women, um, you know, I've had a few men on, right? Um, and so happy to have had them on, right? Again, that whole with the community, you know, <clears throat> I look at them as like family. And so I was very happy and, and uh, proud to have them on. And so I get inspiration from that. I also say I get inspiration and it's it's not necessarily a podcast, but anything Issa Rae. So anytime Issa Rae is on at an event, somewhere speaking about her journey, I am so inspired and motivated. She is such a game changer. She has changed the game in her industry. So what the things that we're talking about, the things that we're wanting to build, what Jazz is going to build, it's all possible. 
And it's more possible now than definitely before. So yeah, Reg, you know, those big names might be going and, and buying up some things, but we're resilient, right? We're resilient and, and we're here to stay and we can get it done. We just need to come together, right? Keep building those relationships and coming together. So we are at our final question. Wait, wait, this- wait, 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 Deneen, Deneen, before you go on, can I ask you a question that I think people would want to hear? Sure. So. You said you were able to get some of your favorite podcasters on as guests. I know people want to know, how did you do that? I just asked. <laughs> I just asked. I do what Minda says. Uh, sh- I um, shoot, my- shoot your shot. I did. I just reached out. And I mean, I guess, like, so did you hit them in the DM? Did you email? Did you call? Like, did you have to, did it take a long time? I just like, how, how did no. that process go for you? Yeah. So with, um... So with Menda, I reached out on LinkedIn and um, in the in for her, it did take a minute because she was extremely busy um, and it might have even taken a follow up for her to get back with me. Um, and she said yes. Um, and then after that, you know, we built a relationship. Um, I actually was able to put some money in her pocket um, in corporate because I had her as a keynote speaker um, when I was leading our women of color program. Right. So it's, you know. It's a reciprocal, you know, too, sometimes, right? When you have relationships, it's not one-sided. It's also, um, you know, give and take. And it's not necessarily always money. And it wasn't like she was looking for that, but it was, it just so happened to to happen that way. As far as with Steven, um, and actually all three of them, we had a Twitter relationship. So I don't think I was, so I don't think my name was like a surprise to any of them. It might have been maybe a little bit to Minda, but it wasn't to like Stephen and to Simone because we were having kind of like dialogue back and forth on Twitter. Um, but yeah, so having that, so having that initial, you know, connecting with them on Twitter and because I listen to their podcast, like all three of them, I will listen to their podcast um, just about every day, right, during a week. <clears throat> and so I could even refer back to an episode and, you know, what I liked about it, how it resonated. And again, on Twitter is really a conversation. Um, and so it kind of just ha- started there. And then I reached out to them. I want to piggyback on um, just adding to what Deneen said. Yes, develop like on social media, you can start to develop these relationships with folks that you want to have on your show. But I'm also a big fan of just cold pitching also. Um, so reaching out. A pitch is simply just like an introduction. So introducing yourself and really showcasing and sharing how you uh, would see them being on your show. Like if I'm going to ask you to be on my show, I want to tell you, I want to talk about XYZ. I love this work that you do. Um, So there's just a lot uh, that you can do in terms of like collaborating with folks um, and having them on. So yeah, just wanted to offer that insight as well. No. And and so, you know, that's specifically how I did it for those three. But in general, like most of my guests or a lot of my guests, I don't know them. So I do pretty much what Danielle said and I'll send an email or however I communicate with them and I'll give them an intro as to my show. So this is what my show is about um, and we'd love to have you on. You know, and we talk about these things and and most of them respond um, with a yes. Um, so. It, it's still, again, it's kind of like that. Re- it's still a relationship type thing because you're connecting with them and you're sharing something about you, right? And then also, you know, why do you want them on? Like, what about them um, intrigues you? Why do you, it would, you know, be a good fit on your show? So that 
as well. Now I'm going to throw this out here. Um, I want would love to have Issa Rae on my show. So if anyone can make that happen, I am attracting and manifesting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, and this one, again, is open um, for everybody, but I'll start with you, Jazz. How can people find and connect with you online to support your business, community, and work and get that studio going in the D? Yes. Well, jazzcastpros.com is the landing spot. You can see some of the podcasts that we produce and other ones that we are connected with. Uh, pretty soon we'll have Reggie's link up there as well. And um, I'm on Twitter at Jazzy T on air. I'm also on Instagram at Jazzy T on air. And I've actually been doing a lot of um, Instagram reels, just short little tips. One thing you can do today to podcast like a pro. And we talk about, you know, everything from you know sound in your the room the sound in your room how to make that sound a little bit better to um just overall di diving into your niche all different types of stuff so instagram facebook twitter at jazzy t on air you can find me or jazzcastpros.com thank you reg I am at the Black Mental Health Podcast everywhere. Uh, well, you just put it on Google and you'll find it. But also, Reginald A. Howard is the name that I, um, that's everywhere. So uh, you can find me just typing in Reginald A. Howard or Black Mental Health Podcast, and I'm sure I'll pop up um, to some capacity. Um, and yeah, just please subscribe to the podcast. I will be rebranding it soon. So that's why I'm using the name and um, my, the, the name of the podcast and my personal name. But um, it's for good reasons. You should still be able to find me. I produce enough episodes over the air. So I think <laughs> I should be able to still pop up. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm on that same journey as well, um, Reg. I'm rebranding as well. Um, with some things. Um, so I am Danino Garrett um, on LinkedIn. So that's my number one social media, Danino Garrett on LinkedIn, Danino Garrett on Instagram, and even DaninoGarrett.com um, is a website that you can find my episodes and, and things of that nature. Um, Danielle, did you want to chime in on this one too? Again, we, we will have all of this information for you um, in the show notes. Absolutely. Well, this was an amazing conversation. I am now following all of you um, if I hadn't already. So thank you so much for uh, spending so much time with us. It was wonderful. I'm over at DanielleDesire.com. From there, you could find a lot of my projects that focus on financial independence and freedom, whether that's my podcast, the Thought Card Podcast. If you're into travel, I uh, would love for you to check it out and let me know what you enjoy about the show. I wanted to just quickly say thank you so much to Podbean for supporting and being our biggest partner for producing Women of Color Podcasters. This is a new podcast. We literally dropped the first episode today. And it's all about, <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's all about really acknowledging the accomplishments and the achievements of women of color within the podcasting industry, because we do not get to hear their successes, their journeys enough. And I do personally, because I'm deep in the trenches within the four walls of my safe community. But 
outside of that, we really, really, really want to make sure that people know whether that's someone who's a podcast coach, someone who's infusing a coloring and podcasting at the same time, whether that's a bilingual podcaster or a podcast producer. There's just so many influential, visionary women of color in the podcasting space doing amazing things. And we're just so grateful for Podbean saying, yes, I want to support this um, and being 100% in step with us. So thank you, Podbean, for all of your support. Yeah, so that's all uh, for me now. Uh, So they say that podcasting is like tattoos. So if you have one, you might have multiple. So just just saying, (laughs) just saying. I just wanted to thank Danielle as well. I finally realized where I saw you, you were doing a talk about your show notes and how you turn it into like a blog. And that was like a game changer for me because you were just thinking of show notes as a description only and not as a standalone webpage for SEO and for Google. So I just wanted to thank you on behalf of all of my clients because we all do it now. Excellent. So happy to hear that. Small world, right? Small world. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was like, is Danielle also from um, Detroit? I'm like, no, she's not. I was like, I know her. Yeah. (laughs) You know what, Jazz? So here's what's funny about what you just said. So Danielle was showing me that. And I was like, can you show me the version without the blog? (laughs) (laughs) However, I do plan on following in that as well, right? So Danielle, just know that at some point we're going to have a conversation. I, I do want to move in that direction as well. So yes. And and again, Rez, this is what this community is about, right? Learning, connecting with people and leveling up and doing it at your own pace, right? Because you got to do it at your own pace. You have to do it when you're ready. And so like now I'm like ready for all the things. And so I'm, you know, soaking it up and I'm loving it. So thank you. And thank you, Podbean, for celebrating our Black voices. Thank you all so much. This was just such an incredible conversation. Um, you know, when my face pops up, it's like, okay, <laughs> time to read the outro. It's just been, it's just been such a rich conversation with resources and best practices for podcasters, with community. I think everybody who um, has joined, whether you're watching live or you're watching the replay is just so inspired by all of you here today. So thank you all so much for joining us. This was just incredible. I'm going to read our brief outro and then we will wrap it up today. So thank you everyone for joining us for this live stream, our February live event, celebrating black voices in podcasting, a live panel discussion on podcasting, business and storytelling hosted by Deneen L. Garrett of the podcast, Women of Color, An Intimate Conversation, and featuring Danielle Desir-Corbett, founder of the Thought Card Podcast and the new WOC Podcasters, The Podcast, Reginald Howard of the Black Mental Health Podcast, and Jazz Williams, founder of Jazz Cast Pros Podcast Network and host at WDKX-FM. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time or who joined late, Storytelling Podcast Week and Podbean's Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions just like this one with top podcasters from scripted fiction and nonfiction podcasts from across our world and our imaginations. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. If you join late or want to have another listen to these amazing podcasters, you can replay this live stream on Podbean's YouTube channel and the Podcasting Smarter podcast. We are brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 640,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned. 
for our next live panel from Podbean and Storytelling Podcast Week. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.